Herald of Steel beckons. War on the horizon. Chaos reigns supreme. But who will save us? Beckons of the Herald of Steel is a 5th edition homebrew campaign. It is a high fantasy and old school flavored campaign run by me, the young Rognard, and my friends. Let's meet those friends now. I am Anthony Santiago, and I'm playing Norhill Hammerstone, Dwarven Fighter. I'm Jared, and I'll be playing Jarzak, the Orc Warlock. I'm Ryan, and I'm going to be playing Klika, the Goblin Sorcerer. I'm Veronica. I'll be playing Anton, the Human Cleric. While many prophecies are written, our story has yet to be completed. Follow us into adventure. Welcome back to the podcast. It is I, Grognard the Young, Young Grognard, kicking each other live. Another episode of the Beckons of the Herald of Steel campaign with the adventure, the Herald, and the quest, the past. In the last episodes of the show, our party have made the harrowing journey across the seas on their way to Fazeri, on their way to Shieldvale, in order to find a super spooky teleportation circle that they can use to travel to the, the negative plane. Because, you know, it's really nice this time of year. Anyway, they're hoping to get a soul slurp, and uh, the only way to do it is go through that spooky portal. Unfortunately, that is in Tomeguard guarded territory, and the party have decided that's a perfectly good spot to throw the entire party. Um, but yeah... In this uh, wonderful infiltration attempt that we've been uh, bolstering up for, we've met quite a strange cast of characters in the lands of Fazeri, including uh, a Goliath, an Itchy guy, and a harem of thievy guys. Well, maybe not a harem of them. I mean, you guys didn't see that room. You saw the other room of the Oasis, but not the not the cool room. Anyway, Glika ate onions. You guys met an Itchy guy. And as of right now, assembling a team of people to infiltrate this fort not too far from here, uh, a man has approached you saying that he was a master uh, of picking locks and disarming traps, but he said that he uh, is unfortunately not able to get the revenge he so desperately wants on the same gentleman who harassed you guys at the gate on the way in, um, and said basically if you can keep it on the hush-hush, he will help you out, for his brother has died and all signs point to those jackasses at the gate. So, where we last left off, I'm pretty sure Norhill and Anton were stopped off going Betty Buys back at the old, what did I call it again? The ill frog. See, you didn't forget, because you know, you've never heard of a frog that was ill, right? right. So, that just leaves Jarzak and Klika. Uh, I suppose where we left off last was outside the, or at least on the inside of the city, looking at the gate where you guys saw the three knights per, uh, sort of uh, perusing the gate here. Um, there is a curfew. The party are currently violating it by being out at this time of night. Um, but yeah, so I guess the question I have is, what would Klik and Jarzak like to do? Um, yeah. Okay, so we can see the two guards? Yeah, there's three of them. I am, and yeah, it's our job to take out all three, most likely. Yeah, because we got stopped by a trio at the gate, right? Yeah, all right, perfect. Um, we go. We'll look up at Jarzak. Um, I can probably 
get us just like right next to them and then if we get the drop on them we might be able to take all three out pretty quick do you have anything besides darkness that'll stop them from letting other people know what we're doing um yeah i've i i have darkness Excellent. and um uh, among other things <laughs> Jar's like, you know that people can still scream in the dark, right? what Yeah. not not if we kill them first Well, it, that then why don't we just kill them without the darkness? Because that way we scare them first. Oh. Maybe we'll scare them to death. <laughs> Maybe. All right. Um. Um, all those scrolls you listed off last time, I meant to ask you at the end uh, what they were again, because I didn't have time to write all of them down. We had, I told like, me a... nobody wrote those down. I, I have a scroll of and then just a bunch of blanks. <laughs> Because you were going too fast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm not a speed typer. you know. <laughs> So, do you want to know what those are right now? That's how we're starting this. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I know All I right, know the now. charm person one. I got that. See, now it's time for me to bullshit the list and create just like a fake list of spells and be like, yeah, uh, scroll of, uh, you were really interested in that mage hand. Um, No, no. <laughs> there was a, a scroll of disguise self. I know there was that. Uh, there's one for minor illusion. There's one for uh, silence. I believe There that was we go. it, right? That's the one. Alright, so if you want to use the silent scroll on them, and then I'll teleport us just right on top of them, and we can hopefully clean them up. I mean, did you want to use the silence Should there? we save that for, like, you know, the big picture mission? The big picture mission. These guys took our money, don't forget. Oh, so we can just buy another. Yeah, let's go. Uh, they held you guys off at the gate for like 45 minutes while Kleeka was in a bag. Kleeka's pretty sour about the whole thing. I mean, mostly you guys held yourselves up at the gate, but you know what? Kleeka will blame the pebble in the road that got the whole party running No. around it. Yeah, no, it it was them, not us. Okay, alright, if we're just gonna go in, we might as well just go in, if you're good for it. If you need to cast anything to prepare, Kleeka's gonna cast Shadow Blade beforehand. It's a little alarming when you think about it. Yeah. Charzak will prepare to cast the silence on them. Oh, so we are using it. Are did we didn't we say yeah? Um, I was being sarcastic. yeah, I didn't think you guys were gonna, but Yeah, okay, yeah. well do you do do you do you want it to be dark, Klika, or is that too dark for you? It is still too dark for me, Jarzak, because then I can't Clica, see them you just either, have to open your eyes. and then they can just run out of the darkness, and I won't know, and you'll have to chase them, and I'll still be in the darkness. But I, okay, true. Um. Uh...
Jarzak's gonna uh I guess he'll take his weapon out when Kalika takes hers out. Perfect. So the the trio are about three hundred feet away from you guys uh, on this little paved, I mean, a uh, cobbled road leading to the uh, the gate to the east. Um, even from here, you guys can tell that one of the big reasons why none of them can tell that you're here at all is because they're having a pretty loud and raucous conversation about something. Um, it seems as if uh, one of the more mouthy ones is sort of talking the ear off of the other two, uh, but every once in a while they break to have a couple of chuckles to themselves. So they seem pretty aloof, pretty unaware of anything going on. Oh, right. Um, yeah, Klika will just go ahead and grab Jarzak by the leg and Dimension Door us right next to him, and then we can just start attacking. Yeah. Okay. I'll no. use a sorcery point to make sure that's, or two sorcery points to cast Dimension Door as a bonus action. And then that way I can still make an attack that turn, too. Okay. Um, in that case, we'll roll for initiative real quick just to see where we end up afterwards. Alright, I got a 5. 16. 11. Okay. So we got these guys pretty good. Okay. So in that case, um, yeah, you teleport in um, and then the way that you cast it, you're technically able to do an action. And then what we can say is that you just had Jarzak's turn take place after yours, just for the sake of the initiative roll, so that he right. can still act. Okay. That's fine. All right. So, so is this like a you... surprise round? But... Yeah, I'll, I'll say as much. Um, yeah. As you pop out of the uh, teleportation, uh, the more raucous and talkative one, uh, before getting cut off by you guys popping through and cutting their heads off their shoulders uh he mentions and he says and they expect us to die for this stooge from the aether room i think not and at that point clica has officially formed shadow blade <laughs> fully teleported in and jarzak is there as well all right so i'm gonna use another sorcery point to twin spell booming blade and my first attack is a 22 on the mouthy guy that's a hit. That's a crispy 26 psychic and thunder damage. Okay. And then I will, I guess, if, was the mouthy guy also the same guy that, that held everybody up? Then 100%. Like, Alright, then I will just go for one of his goons for my second attack. And uh is a twenty-four to hit and twenty-nine damage of psychic and thunder if the if it hits. And you were saying for the same guy or a different one? Different one. Okay, cool. Yeah, twin spell you have to target a different creature. Oh, okay, that, that checks out. Okay. So yeah, so as you pop through and wound both of them with you said booming blade? Yes. Uh they both look very badly wounded, if not bloodied from you doing that. So you just pop out, stab them both square in like the freaking kidneys or whatever, and they're just like, ugh. Great. Um, okay. Is that your whole turn? Yeah, because that's my bonus action and action. Okay. And oh, then, I guess uh, I could <laughs> Fury of the Small, the talky guy for 
<laughs> damage. For how much? Ten. It's my level in damage. Good. Well, now it goes to Jarzag. After that guy feels extra insulted that a small person hit him. Uh, so Jarzak's gonna target the loud talky one first. And I'm gonna attack using Green Flame Blade. Okay. Probably not. I shouldn't draw that much attention. So I won't do that. I'll just attack. A 17 to hit? Okay, 17's good. <laughs> 17 damage 17 damage okay so he looks to be on death's door but he's not dead yet I'll strike at him one more time no I won't <laughs> a lot of ones Ooh. tonight Jared yep are you doing these at advantage because we have the surprise? No. Do we have them at advantage because we are surprising them, Dan? Yeah, yeah, I'd say so. Okay. Yeah, okay. if you want to reroll for a crit for the first one, you can do that too. Uh, oh, no, they're not hexed. Cool, I don't crit on a 19 right now. Um, <laughs> if only I used Domero's luck and hexed them. Uh, 29 to hit. Okay, that's a hit. I'm pretty sure you're going to kill him with minimum damage anyway. Of course. 26 damage. <laughs> yep. <laughs> minimum. You said minimum, and my dice is like, you want max? <laughs> so yeah, you managed to kill him. So what's the kill look like on the loud mouthy one? Uh, well, it was with my longsword, so it would have been just like a clean like double slice at him. Probably at his head, like always. So at this point, both the remaining guards, one of them very heartily wounded from a stab from Klika, uh, both gasp in alarm. Uh, unfortunately, they lost the initiative, so it goes to, to Jarzak yet again. Uh, Jarzak's gonna... Bonus action. Teleport behind the one that Klik the other one Klika hit, the weaker one. Okay. And slice at him. Okay. Uh, 23 to hit. That's good. Uh, 18 damage. Okay. Cool. So he's not dead, but he's definitely very wounded. Uh, was there anything else you wanted to do this turn? Uh, or he'll, I'm going to attack again. Okay. 27 to hit. That's good. 22 damage. That is a kill. So, yeah, so you managed to double swipe one. You pop into teleport and double swipe the other guy. Um, and as you do so, the last one left standing... Uh, looks to you guys with an in incredibly uh, fearful look, as if like he, uh, this took place in a matter of twelve seconds, and this guy's just backing up, unaware of what's going on, completely bushwhacked. But um, if that's the end of your turn, ignore uh, Klika. No. Jarzak still has his movement, so I will yeah. 
uh, move to kind of position myself behind the last guy. Like, so me and Kleek okay. are between them. Okay. Um, so before Kleeka, before you go, the guy holds up his hands and he says, please wait, you can have anything you want. Just don't kill me. Well, Kleeka really doesn't have much skin in the game to begin with, but honestly, Kleeka really can't let you go because Kleeka just said her name like four times. Sorry. Just give us our gold back. <laughs> It's no, it's, it's it's wait. No, oh, oh no, Jarzak just wants to know where it is. <laughs> he right, knows so it's we, too late. <laughs> and then with that, he points to the guy that's dead on the ground, and he's like, "He took it. They they're making a pretty penny on this stuff. They've been spending gambling and buying drinks over at the tavern, Sapphire Oasis, you know." The so twenty-seven to hit. Okay, that's good. Uh, 31 damage. Jesus. And then I will spend two sorcery points, bonus action to uh, quicken spell and attack again. Okay. And there it is. There's a crit. Here we go. You know, you really needed one. This fight wasn't going in your favor. This is that... what's going to turn it around. Just <laughs> absolutely nobaing these fucking poor guards. <laughs> Really don't want them to get a turn is the most important yeah. thing here. So that's 52 damage. Yeah, I think they're fucking dead. Okay. So with that, he's yeah, he's he's very dead. So all three of the guards lay dead in the street, uh, blood covering their armor and their cloaks. Um, but yeah, their lifeless eyes uh, haunt you just a little bit, realizing how quickly you were able to turn them inside out like that. Um, but uh, yeah, the night returns to its normal silence, with the sound only of the wind on the hills outside of the uh, outside of the town to uh, offer any sort of um, echoes to what happened here. So, what would you guys like to do now? Mm. Well, let's see. I guess hang the bodies up on the wall with some coin pouches out of their mouths, make it seem like it was trying to be a message about them swindling people. Even though it totally wasn't. Uh, Jarzak's really... going to cast darkness on this area. Okay. And drag the bo- well, no, no, no. So that I can drag the bodies without people seeing it. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Just on like the front gate area so that like no one can see anything. I, I mean, they're going to find the bodies eventually. That's why I'd rather them think it was something else. See, this is great because you've got an infinite amount of causes you could do this for. You could right. put like a sign up on the wall. It's like the fish won't forget. Yeah, exactly. Like, what the fuck does it mean? <laughs> like, as long as they don't reason. think it oh, was okay. fucking us. Because <laughs> you said you wanted to drag the bodies, I could just do it. You know, oh no, I meant like hang, like see. like like up on the wall, like put them against the wall. Doesn't okay. have to be with oh, metal. Okay. Sp- doesn't have to be with metal spikes, but if we have them. Jesus <laughs> Christ! On this week's. Plucky adventure. <laughs> None of this is a character for Klika. This is all character just suggestions. <laughs> so what would you guys like to do? Because for what it's worth, um, it doesn't seem like any other guards are going to be coming around this way anytime soon. So it looks like you guys got at least an hour or so.
Were you really uh, trying to hang them up over the thing with the coins in their mouth? I do want to do something that makes it look like this was some weird motivated thing that has nothing to do with us. So if we want to do, yeah, if Click has a couple bags of coins and we'll just put coin, like, we'll just throw coin, part, coins. coin parses out of each of their mouths. Yeah, if we can just take their coin parses and stick them in their mouths, that's fine too. Whatever. Okay. I will also say, don't forget that our friend, the uh, Garendi, the locksmith guy there, mm. um, he said that he didn't want this to come back to these guys in any way. So if you feel like putting the coin purses in their mouth and doing that whole thing isn't in any way going to draw attention back to the thieves, then uh, go ahead. I just want to remind you of that part. Okay. Yeah, if you think that this seems <laughs> sterilely separated from it, then like, okay. I'm just saying, like, keep in mind that part, because Gorendi did this whole thing on the idea that you guys would be professional and you wouldn't let it get traced back to you. Well, that's fine. I'm not saying you're right or wrong. I'm not saying anything like that. We'll just be out of town as quickly as possible tomorrow, then, I guess. Well, I mean, if there's body I'm... hanging from the wall, it's... No, I'm, to... I'm saying, I guess, like, as in, instead of doing what I was saying, we'll just put them... I don't know. Yeah, I was like, if you want to try and hide him somewhere. Yeah, do do we need like proof though? Um, I don't think so. I'll take his tongue. I I wouldn't take a trophy. No, it's a little incriminating. <laughs> okay. okay. But yeah, Jarzak, I guess if you want to move the bodies off to the side somewhere or something, you can do that. But. Is we there should... anywhere around here that I could put the bodies? You know, if you guys wanted to take the time to do so, again, the gate's pretty well un, you know, unchecked right now. If you wanted to, you guys could drag the bodies out into like the uh out into the uh the fields out here and just drop them off in some shrubs pretty far outside the walls of the town. Nobody would even notice, and you guys would be back in time, likely before anybody took notice. Yeah, I uh Jarzak will do that and I'll cast darkness like just outside the gate, so like they won't see past that so if they look out the gate they're just gonna see dark sure that works for me yeah and that way we okay. can just drag them without having to worry too much and we're, we're fully on board with the idea that the draconic spirit is in fact a spirit so if i summoned it and have it ate them they wouldn't just disappear inside of his belly when i unsummoned it correct there's a lot of things right there that I have to think <laughs> over. So I'm going to say, whatever keeps you from feeding corpses to the giant dragon is my yes. <laughs> whatever and, keeps me from using a fifth level spell as a body <laughs> trash unit. Yeah. yeah. Right. That's, that's where I'm at. So yeah, um, whatever gets us to that. Okay, so I guess I won't do that. It's fun. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, I could so, eat another day. Yeah, I don't think the, the okay. Anyway, great. So I'm glad <laughs> we're all here together. Um, so now my question is: You guys drop those off. Were you going to do anything with the bodies other than just toss them in a bush and leave them? I want to take the money that they have. Okay, so the guy who specifically told you the other guys took the money and were spending it, uh, he is the only one out of the group of them to have any money of like substance in his pockets. The other guys together have about 10 gold pieces in total, probably just like pocket change or whatever. Uh, he has in his 
pockets, 155 gold pieces. So, for what it's worth, uh, he may have been lying to you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry if this hurts your feelings at all. No, I was lying to him by just trying to get him to tell us where the money was. Well, I mean, I think he was true that they probably do, the other two probably were spending all the money they were taking, and he just uh, yeah. wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's sad. I wonder what he was keeping the money for. Who cares? <laughs> Should have got it by better means. What goes around comes around. Live by the sword, die by the sword, and other things that mean the same. <laughs> okay. Um. Beyond that, on their persons, the two of them had long swords, and the uh, the one who had the big pile of money had a longbow. Um, each one of them is wearing a, a variant of splint mail that's put together well enough, but it is kind of just guard reserve armor. Um, they also oh. have their did we want to and... take some guard armor, Klika? Yeah. yeah, I think we talked about that last time too. Toss it in the bag. Walk <laughs> to the tavern with three clinking suits of armor. <laughs> anyway, uh, but most importantly, the mouthy one had around his neck a simple silver chain and on the end of it is a blue glass pendant with something of an image of like a lantern on it um you guys have a moment a bit of a flashback thinking back to helena speaking of their magical anti-magic uh pendants that they have on them blue lanterns as they're referred to um i'm gonna take but it yeah did you want to take it yeah You say yes? Yep. Okay. Um, all right. So you guys grab all the getting that there is to be got, and leave the bodies in a bush, and head back in through the gate. Um, I will say there's a chance that somebody's come over here in the meantime. Um, I'm not gonna tell you what that chance is, but let's see. Cool. Nobody shows up. And instead, it seems like the guard post was pretty well abandoned. Um, so as you walk back in with no issues. Um. Yeah, what would you guys like to do now? Head right back to the uh, inn you guys are staying at. Uh, yeah, to meet up with the others. Yeah, if there's okay. a curfew. We want to get on the guards bedside. <laughs> um. So as you guys walk, hey, back let's to the not tavern... turn this triple homicide into a fucking quadruple. <laughs> you know. You know they're screaming one eight seven in this city. Um. So the uh, dynamic duo show up at the Ill Frog, uh, and as you guys walk in, my question is: Would Norhill or uh, our friend Anton be up? I imagine because where we last left off with you guys, uh, you decided to come back in individual groups as to not draw attention to yourselves. Um, so it was about two hours until Jarzak and Klika showed up after Anton did. So it's probably a little sus that they took that much longer to come back. But, yeah. Were, were we supposed to have dinner together? <laughs> no, you guys had fried onions, remember? Cleeka <laughs> certainly did. Yeah, uh, Norhill was definitely still up, making sure that everybody returns uh, all right. Okay. So you when know, the dynamic duo... Subtly. Well, I mean, Daphnir, the uh, Goliath, he's more than willing to sort of cover for you and give you free drinks while you're chilling here. 
Um, he asks you how Helena's doing and asks how that whole thing went. And I imagine you probably mentioned things went pretty amicably. Um, but when he hears that the other two are not back yet and they're kind of waiting for them to show up, he, again, keeps just bringing you free drinks or whatever you might need to keep you busy. Um, but yeah, so eventually those two show up and Daphneer offers to give everybody a round of some Shalom wine. Uh, I mean, if it looks like there's going to be like other patrons in the tavern and stuff, Clicka will just dimension door up to our room so nobody sees her. Cause... Yeah, there's there's about seven people in here right now. Yeah, it's so... definitely patrons who are staying here, but yeah. Yeah, so Clicka will still try and keep as low profile as possible because I don't think anyone in the city has actually seen her except for members of the Seven Palms. Is that the name? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So Clicka would like to, like, well, nobody who's still alive has seen her except members of the Seven Palms. So. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. At one point, um, where Norhill and Anton are sitting at the bar drinking or doing whatever it is that you guys are doing, waiting for the rest of the party, somebody walks up and sits down next to you guys, looks down the bar for a moment, gives Norhill sort of a side eye, stops, looks forward, squints a couple times, then looks back over again as if trying to double check if he knows him or not, sort of sticks his tongue into his bottom lip for a moment and just nods, and then walks to his room in the back as well. Uh, does Norhill believe that he's actively been recognized? It's hard to tell. Uh, can I make an insight check or something? Sure. Anton can as well. One second. Uh, Norhill got a 22. Jesus Christ. <laughs> One of my skills that I'm actually proficient in. Turned out the guy. <laughs> What'd you say, Ronnie? Anton got a 10. Got a 10? Yeah. Ew. Um, okay, so Norhill can tell that guy was definitely sizing him up for some reason, but it may be something other than him recognizing him. It looked like he may have known you, but for him to like actually put his finger on it, he might fully remember like later on. You get what I'm saying? Like he's got an inkling of an idea, but it's hard to tell. So I guess at that point, Norhill will probably... Uh, Klika and Jarzak haven't shown up yet by that point, have they? No. Okay. Uh, yeah, Nor Norhill's going to pull his hood up uh, even tighter and just try to make sure that that guy's not going to have another chance to get a good look at his face. Okay. So uh, maybe he'll like even, he's... like, I don't know, muss up his beard a little bit. <laughs> just wrap it around the side of your head give yourself yeah. a weird like full circle beard um yeah you know just okay. make it you know so that it's less it's distinctive like like spade shape flare that he's got you know sort of you know dad uh, comb it out okay all right so at this point um clica and jarzak have arrived clica dimension doors um after keeping a little profile from what i remember if that's the case um, so I guess my question is, what would you guys like to do now? Mm, Norhill's going to watch what Jarzak does. Well, we, if we dimension doored up to our room, Klika said, right? So uh, 
I didn't know if it was both of you. No, just Klika, because so nobody's. Just oh, yeah, okay. people have seen you around. Nobody's oh, seen Klika. Oh shoot! True, true. Yeah. I forgot. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Jarzakel just walk right in and go over, look like search for Norhill and Anton, and when he finds them, go sit with them. Okay. I mean, you see Anton, but you also see some weird scruffy dwarf with a circle beard around his head. Oh my God. <laughs> It's like actually Norhill died. Anthony rolled up a new character. He's very similar, but <laughs> Anton making new friends. And it's actually it's actually Norhill's oh. brother who we thought died in the assault on the house of silver and steel. <laughs> Boar Hill. Um, okay. So Jarzak walks up. Uh Norhill won't look directly at Jarzak. Uh well when he speaks, uh, he says it took you a while to return. You weren't followed, were you? Uh, <laughs> funny enough, we were. Norhill starts to look a little bit alarmed. Well, no, no, we're, we're good. We're good, Norhill. I'm going to choose to trust you about that. Unlike all the other times where I've explicitly not trusted you one but, bit. But, uh, may have recruited a new member from the one following us. Oh, was he associated with our revelries today? Yes. And might know how to... Just maybe knows how to open doors that some of us can't open, you know? Just ah, maybe. I see. Uh, well, he was made aware of our plans for additional revelries tomorrow. Yeah. Yep, we filled them in. Very I think, I think more's the merrier, I suppose. Yep. Okay. So I suppose if nobody has anything else to talk about or to do, the party can uh, go to bed. Yeah. Don't tell me what to do. <laughs> Very well. Stays up. Yeah, I was gonna say stays up all night jumping on the bed. <laughs> just uh, Jarzak just demanding she stop and go to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> Jarzak between the rooms. Jarzak wants to talk to the owner. Okay. Once there's not that many people around. Okay, we'll say after about, uh, let's see. Okay, after about two more hours, the uh, hall is pretty much completely cleared out with the last person sort of falling asleep in their mug of ale. Okay, I'll pull them aside and be like, hey, you know those, like, pendant things that people wear, the blue ones? Well, he gives a nod and he says, "Yeah, was there something you needed to know about them?" Yeah, I... what, like what? What are exactly are they for? And he gives you kind of a strange look and he says, "You'll learn soon enough if you're crossing paths with them." He says, "They use them to deactivate magics that other people are utilizing. It works." 
like a an anti magic sort of a sort of an effect. From what I've heard, it's something of an art, and it doesn't shoot in a straight line. It's not something of like an explosion. Sort of comes out from one place, but you can really Uh, only use it one time. Can they be tracked if someone I mean, might they all acquire have... one? Well, yeah. I mean, they all have some sort of magical trace, I'm imagining. You can't really let out much of an arcane fart around here with somebody knowing that you did so. So I would be surprised if they didn't know about a pendant. If You don't it, if it was used happen or just having it. I mean, it depends. Do you have a pendant on you right now? <laughs> uh ask me again in 20 minutes. Maybe <laughs> uh, maybe um do you, do, do you know where I can dispose of it? Are you trying to dispose of it? I don't I don't know. I don't know what to do with it. And that he just sort of breathes in a little bit stressed out and he says How did you get a pendant? I I found it on a drunk guy. They only belong to those who run shifts and high-ranking members of the Tome Guard. How did you get it? Oh, it was also a guard that was drunk. One more for that deception. What, weren't they drinking? They were, but that's not how you got it, you boob. <laughs> I got it off of drunk guard, yeah. Yeah, he was also fucking dead. Let's talk about the more important detail, that you killed him with a blade. Lies of omission are still lies, Jarzak. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I cannot stand that every time somebody has to lie in this game, uh, they I, I love it. I, I really <laughs> love people trying to swindle you, Dan. <laughs> Like as it, do do DMs allow that? Do DMs feel like you know it is kind of true? He would like, I don't know. I mean, no GM I've ever played with has allowed that, but it's always worth a try. Yeah, I mean, I gotta shoot my shot. My persuasion's better than my deception. <laughs> fifteen. Wait, on the deception you got a fifteen? Yeah, I rolled real low. I have bad rolls tonight. I'm kind of surprised. But with that, uh, Dapnir's eyes almost fall out of his head as he says, You killed guards? Whoa. Bud, why are you assuming that? He says, I can see right through you. He says, I... I didn't think you people were like this. I understand you're about to do something very difficult and very drastic, but... I really hope this doesn't come back to me. And for the sake of my business and everybody else's, don't say a word about the Sapphire Oasis, and don't say anything about me helping you. Well, yeah, that's why I wanted to know if they can be tracked, because then they're coming here, if it can. It says, hey, give, me the, give me the pendant, I'll throw it in the moat overnight. Nobody will know anything different. Okay, Charizard gives it to him. He gives you sort of a dirty look and then shakes his head. He says, I hope you had a very good reason for what you did. Uh, the best. It'll help the cause in the long run. 
Well, that he gives you a look as if trying to understand what you're saying, and then shakes his head again and puts on a, a cloak and walks out the front door in a huff. So, if that's it for the evening, unless you're planning on robbing the place, Jarzak. Um, <laughs> like this jumped herself to sleep. <laughs> she's stuck to the ceiling fan by her monkey feet and just spinning yeah. around lazily on the lowest setting, just upside down around the room. <laughs> yeah, like that, that's it for Weird Jarzak. invisible hoverboard. Okay. <laughs> Very good. So, with that, uh, morning comes, um, and as you... Uh, Awaken, Dapnir sort of gets your attention uh, at the earliest crack of dawn, knocking on your doors, <clears throat> uh, gently trying to rouse everybody from their sleep. We could hide under her... I... Who am I bunking with? Jarzak? I don't assume so. Yeah, so Klika will just stay out of sight until Jarzak opens the door to see what's going on. Okay. So, I mean, I don't know if anybody opens their door for poor Dad here. He's just walking on the hall, knocking on doors. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah, Norhill will uh, grab uh, the hook hammer, uh, which I finally named, by the way, um, uh, and open the door just a crack, holding the weapon so that it can't be seen. Okay. And as you crack it open, Dapner, as he uh, looks through the little crack in the door here, he says, I think we need to talk for just a minute. Your friend, if he didn't tell you already, has been up to some hijinks in the evening, and there's guards everywhere. Hey, uh... well, for the love of, I've given him the benefit of the the benefit of the doubt one time, and he goes into something. <laughs> <Hey>, uh... <laughs> uh, and Norhill so... the door the rest of the way to let Dapnir in. Okay. I mean, he that's all he really had to say, and he's just trying to stop at all the rooms and tell you guys. So, as everybody lets him in, he mentions the same line, and basically just says that if you're trying to leave the city, you're going to have to be quick, and you're going to have to be stealthy about it. Is Klika staying with Jarzak in his room? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So did he come in and tell Klika too? Yeah. <laughs> as he comes in, she knows. <laughs> And with that, he just shakes his head again and he says, I really hope you guys have an exit strategy for this. Yeah, Click is pretty good at getting away from places. No. Speaking so has never been offered... my strong suit. So he offers to let you guys out the back window again, as he says that the customer who stayed there warned everybody in town that this place had a bunch of bugs. And so not a lot of people have been staying here. Um, but yeah, so yeah. with that, he offers to let you out the back window if you'd like, and if not, you guys can try your luck anywhere else. Hmm. How far across the town is it from here to the, uh, the Blue Oasis? Is that it? Sapphire Oasis? Sapphire um, Oasis, damn, a, I was pretty close. It's like an hour and a half. If you're going to be traveling kind of stealthily and not going just direct route. How far is it distance-wise? Um, hmm. 
I suppose probably it's something pretty like good distance. Yeah, probably like two miles, two and a half miles, maybe. Okay. Yeah. So that's out of range of anything I can really get away with. Okay. Yeah. So Giga will get into someone's bag. Go my bag. All right. Is still empty. So, yeah. All right. Well, I yeah. guess not, probably not anymore with all this guard gear. <laughs> Wait, you don't have like a bag of holding to keep it in? Yeah, I thought you were. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Keeping True. the guard gear in the bag of holding. That, that would make way more sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that. <laughs> okay, I was like, that'd be a thick ass <laughs> bag. Yeah, three full sets of armor back there. Like, clang, yeah, clang, clang, clang. Like, right, just a big bag of empty tin cans in your backpack. I'm like, what are you? What is wrong with you? Like, I'm a bum. Um, so with that, um, this gaggle of bums decide to leave and go to the Sapphire Oasis. So, what was the plan? Did you want to go that way, or did you want to just go through the north gate and go meet your itchy friend? What's the closest gate? Ooh, closest gate's technically the east gate. But I heard some murders occurred there last night. Okay. <laughs> What's the second closest gate? The northern gate. Okay, perfect. Yeah, I guess then we'll go to the north gate. Okay. Yep. Yep. Um, well, hold on. How reliable is the person you heard that rumor from? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, would the party like to be extra stealthy, or would they like to just try to go the quickest route? We don't want to look like we have anything to be guilty for. Mm -hmm. That will just get sure. us shot. Uh, Jarzak's going to put his armor in the bag of holding, too, so that he's not all clanky in case we want to be stealthy. Okay. Um, I mean, also... by stealthy, I don't mean, like, move silently. I mean more like taking alternate routes and whatnot. Yeah, I'm also good if we don't all want to travel as a group again. Like... Okay. If we're lucky, so final verdict. Are we splitting it, up? It will be safer for us to stay together. Okay. The fine with Clico. Click has to go with someone no matter what. I mean, like us together, though. The even the owner here noticed us right away, like who we were. I know, but I'm potentially willing to pay that price if it means safety. Yeah, I mean, we can always pair up, too, where you two go together and I'll take Kalika with me. And you guys go right for the gate and we'll take, we'll kind of take a sneakier path to get out. Because I think you two will be fine. Well, keep your ears open for any trouble in case we are captured. Okay. And vice versa. Right. Interesting. Okay. So with that, um, Norhill and Anton probably walk out the front door, whereas Jarzak and Klika, Klika in backpack, hop out the back window. 
Um, Klika and Jarzak, having traveled around the city, taking the stealthier route before, you guys are able to shave off a few minutes of your time to get there uh, to the northern gate. So it'll only take you about an hour to get there. Um, but Norhill and Anton will only take about a half hour just traveling down the main road. Um, so as you guys walk out the front door and begin your way to the northern gate, uh, you notice that there are more guards than there were in the daytime before. And as you guys walk out the front door, a few of them just kind of like look you over as you're walking out. Um, and as you sort of look around, uh, you can see clusters of guards having conversations as if something really awful must have happened last night or some other sort of tragedy. Um, but as you guys start heading towards the North Gate, you can tell the North Gate has a bit more guards outside of it than what you would have expected it to have. Um, but chilling by one of the buildings is a guy who seems to be wearing a darker cloak. He seems to be sort of flicking a coin and just kind of counting his fingers. Um, as you guys start walking down this way, he gives sort of a quick little pss, 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 whistle and he gives a nod and he flags you guys to come his way instead of continuing down the main road. It's in my give Norho a look. He's like, mm, we're gonna be able to get out of here. Norhill's going to kind of, you know, talk out of the corner of his mouth um, and says, remember, we've nothing to be guilty for. Um, and Norhill's going to approach the guy. Okay. And so the guy says, uh, we met last night and I uh, had a bit of an agreement with your friends. Are you traveling with your friends north? That was the plan. Unfortunately, we've had to leave at separate times. They might be a while. And he says, understandable. I'm uh, going to have to offer them my thanks. And he gives a nod and he says, so, shall we be going? Hmm, we can begin to make some headway. Uh, however, I would prefer not to go too far. Can I do it inside? Just meet up with the rest of our party. Okay. Yeah. Um, I would definitely say that he probably means that he's going to just hang out outside the gate. You know what I mean? Outskirts oh, of town. I mean, yeah. yeah. What'd you get, Riggy? A what? It is... Okay. I put one back tonight. I got 13. Okay. I mean, he seems very trustworthy, and he seems to be in good spirits uh, hearing that your friends are coming along as well. But as he looks towards Northern Gate and he says, I guess the uh, trade-off of uh, having my end of the bargain upheld is, uh, or at least their end of the bargain upheld is, uh, we got a lot more uh, a lot more heat out here today. You got any ideas? Noko kind of raises his eyebrows, uh, and once we're out of earshot of the other guards and says what on earth prompted such a reaction he says they didn't tell you I don't think that's cool. an appropriate place to ask I think we should wait till we're outside of the wall well no I, yeah, I think I it's their place to tell yeah well, well I said specifically when we're out of earshot yeah 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 but with that Garendi just says that he'd rather have Klika and Jarzak tell you specifically I feel like it's their place, not his. But he says, if we're going to get out of here, he's like, unless we're scaling the wall, we're going to have to find a way out of that northern gate. 
well, my plan was to simply walk out. I had hopes that they would have no reason to stop us. And he says, do you want to hear the good news or the bad news? Bad news always first. Uh, the fact that there's a dwarf hanging out in this area is definitely catching a lot of buzz. And those old flyers with a big hefty 20,000 gold price tag on them has offered quite a bit of incentive to be looking for a dwarf. It's pretty well known that a dwarf has wandered out here. And if you try to just walk out the front gate, I got more than a feeling you'll be stopped, friend. Then uh, Norhill sort of uh, spits out a dwarven swear um, and says, well, I don't know these fortifications well enough to go around. With that, he says, nonsense. It's okay. I got a trick. He says, here, give me a gold piece. Norhill incredulously hands him a gold piece. <laughs> see? I just tricked you. Now you want to see me use a strategy? Just kill I'm him, glad Norhill. that someone is having fun with <laughs> He says, no, 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 I got a real strategy to this. Hand me a gold piece. <laughs> no, no, Norhill's going to kind of squat down and uh, watch uh, how the the guards conduct their ships and how they stop people uh, from our vantage point. So with that, he holds the gold piece in his hand. He says, I mean, if you want, you can watch them, but I promise you, I've been out here a lot longer than you and I've lived here longer than you have. They're not moving anywhere. They think the killer's inside these walls. The best thing I can do is create a diversion and we can get out of here. Now, if you give me two gold pieces, I promise you we'll have a better chance of this working. I'll pay you the second, if and only if the distraction works. Well, it's not a matter of how that... Sir, you just have to trust me. If we're going to get anywhere in this deal, you need to trust <laughs> me with at least one more gold piece. And I'm going to need some kind of guarantee. <laughs> and he says, well, actually, that's pretty close to my name. My name is Garendi, but so the only thing I can tell you is if you give me the gold pieces, this will all go by a lot faster. I'm not trying to rip you people off. I'd have to do something a lot. I, I, I charge a lot more than two gold pieces to throw you guys under under the under the wagon on this one. Fine, here, do whatever you want. And Norgel gives him another See, gold piece. You are a sucker. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so with that, he says, <laughs> "All right." He says, "Now follow me. We got to get a little bit closer to the gate because this isn't going to last for long." Norhill like bundles himself up. Uh, in his cloak and sort of pulls his shoulders in, maybe in the vain hope that he might be mistaken for a halfling. <laughs> a boy. So as you guys walk closer and closer to the Sapphire Oasis, uh, Garendi takes the two coins and he walks inside of the establishment. Did you guys want to follow him? He tells you to wait, but if you want, you can follow him. If he wants us to wait, Norhill paid two gold pieces to let this guy do his job, so... All right, so he comes back out with um, like an old lady that seems to be something of like a chef or somebody who had been working there, and he holds up the gold piece so that you guys can see it and hands it over to her, 
and she just gives him a very like displeasing glare and shakes a fist at him. He holds up his hands disarmingly, pulls out a second gold coin and gives it to her. She gives him an oddball look and then nods her head in agreement. And with that, she starts walking uh, in the other direction of where you guys were, uh, now to the south and around a building, and you hear a blood-curdling screech, and she yells, like, help, help, I'm being murdered, help, I'm dying. And with that, uh, Gorendi runs back over to you guys, and he says, if you gave me five gold, I probably could have hired somebody with some acting talent, okay? This is <laughs> this is the best we got. So with that, um, I'll say that about... Cool. Jeez, um, wow, that was a good roll. Nine out of ten guards who are swarming the gate right now immediately, like, lose their shit and start running in that general direction. About two of them change their mind and run back to the gate and hold their position, but seven of them just go running past you guys down the alley and can hear the screaming of somebody, like, just blood-curdling screeching. And Garendi points to the gate and he says, now, now's the chance. He says, they'll probably recognize you, but if you just keep moving, I don't think three can stop us. So we're just running. He says, I guess that's the word for it. Let's go. All right. Yeah. Uh, and Norhill will speak the command words of the boots of the long march. Uh, for glory, I march. And then starts running <laughs> down the road, uh, slamming like, uh, the helm of steel brand on his head from where he had it hooked to his belt. They're like, holy shit, that halfling's hauling ass. <laughs> I'm not, dwarves can't move that quick. <laughs> Neither can halflings by raw, so. <laughs> All right, so with that, the uh, the trio go uh, full speed ahead, crashing, careening through the gate. The three guards that are there start holding their hands up to get you guys to slow down, and Grandy just says, just keep going. Uh, so... One of them is getting directly in Norhill's way, right? 100%. Wait, They're basically I have trying an to like run uh, over you guys. Blind them with my, lan- with my um, lantern? Like Can blind them temporarily? Can I do that? Yeah, I mean, if you have a blinding spell of some sort. I mean, I have daylight. I feel like that's strong enough. I mean, if there were darkness dwellers, it's also daylight right now. I don't know. Yeah. I want to uh, just flash so... a flashlight in her face and freak them out. Uh, so as they try to get in the way, uh, Norhill's going to lower his head, and activate the helm of steel brand, and try to bull right through using his additional speed from the boots uh, uh, to clear the way for his for his companions. Hell yeah! Um, Is it so just a strength check on my? I mean, has to make a DC fourteen strength saving throw at disadvantage. Okay. I got a 20 on the first one. And the second one, I got a 2. So, yeah. So, needless to say... Yeah, so, uh, I knock him right... I knock him right down and go just barreling into the fields beyond the gate. So, once the trio are running that way and you see the three guards start to hold their ground and, like, put up shields and get ready to, like, block the way, um, at this point, Grendy says, Oh, no. I don't think it's going to work. Anton sees Norhill slap the helmet on and like just start full on bull rushing as if charging at the giant deer freaking <laughs> ator that you guys dealt with before. <laughs> and Anton just re- figures rather than stop Norhill and say no, Anton holds up the lantern and just starts flicking it annoyingly with like the mirror behind it <laughs> at their eyes. And they hold the shields up so they can't see what's going on to blind uh, the, to block the blinding. 
And Norhill just clean bum rushes these guys, knocking all three of them into the air like bowling pins. And the other two just keep gate behind them, running full speed. And Gorendi just sort of yelling, huffing and puffing, attempting to keep up with Norhill and Anton. Just yells out and he says, do you guys do this a lot? Not this specifically, but we have to have our skills. And so the trio run out the gate. Uh, Jarzak and Klika, having had to take the longer route and having to uh, take all that extra time, are in the alleyway, peeking out towards the northern gate when you guys see Norhill and Anton blind and knock the Christ out of a group of guards after first hearing blood-curdling screams of murder in the distance. And all of a sudden, Jarzak feels a little bit more vindicated and validated that, oh, look at that, when Norhill and Anton murder people, it's okay. But when we do it, it's wrong. <laughs> when we do it under the cover of darkness... <laughs> Oh no, Jarzak Jarzak didn't didn't care. He knows he's in the right. Like <laughs> oh good. Jarzak just assumes that you guys attempted to kill those guys, just rushes up and you guys just start stabbing the people, yeah. knocking on the well, yeah, all right. Good job. Guys, we'll finish them for you. <laughs> so that Jarzak and Klika come running up, I imagine, behind them. Uh Klika and backpack, uh running up behind at the edge of the gate, uh running straight through. Um, and Norhill and Anton and uh, Gorendi can see these two huffing, or at least just Jarzak, running to catch up. Um, and at this point, the entire group keep running. Um, following this path for another about 30, 40 minutes before ending up in the shrubs, um, a strange-looking uh, tiefling comes wandering out from some of the shrubbery and holds his hands up, and he says, You guys found me. So glad to see you. <laughs> Oh, good. That saves us the trouble of looking for you. We we should be on our way. Immediately. Um, so with that, Gorendi kind of looks over at uh, Itchy uh, Baril, and he just sort of says, I'm sorry, you, you hired this guy to come with us? He came recommended. Have you ever been where we're going? Or that he says, well, I mean, no, but... Okay. Well, only one of us here has. And it's this guy. <laughs> Beryl gives a death stare to Gorendi, and he just holds up one like one grubby-looking finger with a blackened fingernail at him and points it at his chest. And Gorendi just kind of looks bewildered as if something's going to happen, and when it doesn't, he just looks around the group and he says, Again! You hired this guy to come with us, recommended or not, even if he's been there. And then he just sort of puts his hands up. He's like, okay, all right, okay. So with that, the party uh, are capable now of traveling uh, about half a day to get to Shieldvale, um, which warn you is not going to be too easy, especially considering that place has got even more guards. Uh, but I guess my question is, did you guys have anything in particular you wanted to do uh, to sort of uh, change how you travel from normal? Are we going to be traveling in a different way? Are we planning on traveling in a different, like, grouping or something, or what? How long did you say it was going to take again? About half a day. Okay, half a day. So that doesn't come back. All right. Um, hmm. Norhill's going to suggest that we stay off the road like off the road you know not go you know full on 
like crazy into the wilderness. Uh, you know, don't go more than, you know, a few paces out of sight of the road, but we definitely shouldn't be walking directly on the road. So would that Gorendi and Burrell seem to agree with you on that? And uh, this might be a good place to bring up the fact that I have that bracelet uh, that gives me a pass without trace as long as I'm in the wilderness. So Norhill at least doesn't leave any tracks. Where did we get that? Uh, that was from the dungeon uh, right before we fought the white dragon. That's a uh, th thorny bracelet. It gives immunity, uh, immunity to any damage from barbs and thorns and a free pass without trace. Okay, so everybody hey. climb on Norhill's shoulders. <laughs> Norhill <laughs> might have the strength for that. <laughs> I believe in him. It's like that. It's like that old 3.5 rule where dwarves can be encumbered no matter what. They can always still move. It, no matter, nothing can stop them from moving. Impossibly <laughs> encumbered, but they'll still move like a centimeter yeah, per round. I, I miss 3.5 rules for dwarves so much. What uh, one guy who says they can't swim. Um, what are we doing for Kleeka? Are we keeping her in the bag? I mean, we do have this guard armor too. I think you should be all right to walk with us. Okay. Well, well that's Angela good. Wants to hop in the guard armor. Would Anton put on the guard armor? Garendi oh, offers to put some on right now. Yeah, I was going to say, we could probably put Anton and Garendi and maybe Jarzak. I don't. Did Was there anyone other than humans in guard armor? No? Okay, yeah. No, well, what, what, what's the armor actually look like? Uh, I mean, it's splint mail, so it's kind of like makeshift plate mail. It's kind of like, you know... Do they have like face prevent. covering it's, helmets it's or flankier than normal? No. Okay. But they yes. do have face covering cloaks, so you can actually put that up over your the lower half of your face. Yeah, if you wanted to do that, then Jarzak. Yeah, I guess Jarzak could do that. Okay. Just just wear a glove on your non-gauntlet hand. So they don't <laughs> see your weird, creepy, pale orc skin. They're quaky, okay. Yeah, um, on. So my uh my question now is uh, or at least Grendy's question is he says what's our what's our story then? Uh, we're bringing uh Kleeka in. Does that mean we're gonna have Kleeka out? Or we're bringing Norhill in? Yeah, he's the one dwarf in the area. We'll say that we have to question him because he knows something. What what are we gonna do with and I forgot the tiefling's name. Barrel. Yeah. What about Barrel? Clique can sort of hide wherever, but caught this one trying to sneak in again. Easy story. And he sort of chuckles to himself a little bit at the idea. <laughs> yeah. Would it be wise for someone to go with Barrel? You've got something over your mic. I feel like we need to put in some way so we're not all caught at the same time. Marnie, you got something over your mic. Oh my god, shit. <laughs> <laughs> this is extra muffled. No, it's extra 
one of us should follow Burrell because we have to make sure if we if there's a chance we get captured, we're not all captured. But there there is a slight split. But no, you know? we're all we're all going together. But then what do we do once we get inside and they take Norhill some and Burrell someplace? Randy uh, just says this is just an alibi for the rogue. Once we yeah. get there, I'm taking oh, this back. Oh, okay. Because yeah, like, I, I thought you guys in, were saying we're going in a secret that entrance. Weekend. Okay, that's what I thought too. I was like, why are we? I gotcha. But this, this okay. is just in case we get caught on the road. Do we want to travel that... the path then? Because wouldn't it be weirder if we well, weren't yeah. on the path? Yeah, we're. Okay. Well, we, we haven't really traveled. We should travel the path, and Cleeky, you should probably get in Norhill's bag, or I guess Norhill, you can just take my bag with just Cleeka. Uh, um, yeah, everything important that Norhill owns is on his person, so he'll trade bags with Jarzak. Oh, this is so heavy. Oh, uh, Garendi, um. He says at this point, he says, you said something about a secret entrance? Yeah, that's why we brought this guy. Well, I don't know of any secret entrance into the into the fort from the outside of the city. And then he looks over at Burrill and he just says, are you lying to these people? And Burrill says, no, there's a secret entrance to the fort. You have to be in the city to access it. It smells really bad. Well, this should also get us past the gates, hopefully. He starts Sounds scratching like himself. Okay. So with that, the uh, party make their way uh, full-time traveling, and they don't encounter really anybody of note on the way. A couple of caravans pass you guys by, but no guards in any of them. Um, and instead, as they pass by, they give you guys sort of a... Uh, I'm going to say this, a reluctant wave, you know, kind of like one of those sort of nods you do to a neighbor when you see him and you feel like, well, if I don't nod, if I don't wave, it's going to be awkward. So they wave to you guys seeing you looking like guards. Um, yeah, which I guess if you guys ever wanted to really give these guards a bad name, you could really just start like mugging these people. Be <laughs> just dirty fucking <laughs> cops just on the road. <laughs> yeah. You know, anyway, so whenever we encounter someone, I guess Norhill does his best to like look chastised as if he's been captured, you know, play his part well enough. <laughs> and so with that, um, you know, is chastised as he can look walking down the the road dressed in the royal armor of the dwarves, you know, decked out in magical gear. So. Um, and so people see you and try to keep their distance, wondering what kind of dwarfish disease you might have. Um, so, uh, finally you guys can see the fort in the distance, and it seems like the fort, uh, Shieldvale is a lot more mountainous in terrain than, uh, what you guys had come from, so the majority of the trip is uphill and through rocky crags and following sort of, like, circling and snaking roads that pass by, uh, sort of cliff sides heading up there, but eventually you make it to the gate of Shieldvale, um, this gate seems to be a little bit more reinforced, uh, though it seems like there's less guards here per, like, square foot than what you were dealing with before. You know what I'm saying? So there seems to be a total of four guards here actually on duty. Um, and as you guys approach, or at least get anywhere sort of near to there, um, what would you like to do? Uh, Jarzak's gonna ask the one who would know 
um, where they took him, the tiefling, where they took him when he was captured before. What do they call it? And he says, and he says, they took me to the jail inside of the fort. Perfect. That's easy enough. Just making sure they didn't call it something weird and different here, and we'd be caught right away if I said the wrong thing. So, like, oh, you taking him to the mashed potato? Just, hey, just we we call it a prison here. You said jail. <laughs> <laughs> we only um, call it the clinkaroonie. Yeah. <laughs> um. So with that, as you guys approach the gate, one of the guards holds up his hand and sort of flags you guys over, and he says, "Hail, hail." He says, "Tell me, brother, where is it that you're coming from?" What's the name of the town we're coming from? You tell me. Yeah. Hold on, let me pull up the map real quick. (laughs) Guys, give us five. (laughs) It's fucking Staffwind, okay? Coming from Staffwind. And with that, he just gives kind of a nod and he says, All right, and who are these two? Caught, Caught these guys trying to leave town after a guard had been murdered. And with that, he sort of gives a nod and he says, I thought I caught word of that. A couple guards came here early in the morning. What a shame. Savages. And he looks over at the dwarf and he says, Mountain scum. (laughs) And he looks over at Beryl and he says, We've seen this one before. Hmm. Yep, we sure have. Interesting. Not sure why they try to leave the town unless they're guilty, but we're going to take them on down to the jail. And with that... One of the four guards here at the gate points at Norhill, and he says, Wait a minute. I think he's from one of those posters. I think you're right. Huh. Well, good on you then. Head right over to the uh, to the fort itself. I'm sure the captain will be very happy to see this. Tethrid may come out on his own. <laughs> Thanks, brother. And so that they give sort of a nod. You want to roll me a deception check real quick? Yeah. A 24. Jesus. Okay, you you know, when I tell you I got a 23. Oh, <laughs> oh my god, I rolled I, way better than last time, but I was still worried. because you know, I was so worried too. At one point, um, he stops you dead in your track and he says, oh, wait a minute. Yes. He says, are you interested in taking up a shift here? We've uh, unfortunately run into a bit of an issue. Um, It would seem that Tethrid has acquired some guests from uh, the Aetherim, and uh, we need some extra security detail inside the fort. Uh, If you wouldn't mind perhaps making yourselves available, a certain emissary named Chatu. He, uh, done a lot of interesting things coming from that one. So, uh, if you're looking to make some extra money, I know that there's been a couple openings for shifts here at the fort. Yeah. Now that that we caught these guys, I 
I think things will settle down down south. Uh, so once we drop them off, I'll uh, see to it about getting some shifts picked up. Well, then he just gives kind of a nod and he says, thank you. No, thank, thank you for letting me know. So with that, the party wander in. Uh, Shield Veil looks very similar to the general, like, uh, layout and the construction that you had seen in stock, uh, Staffwind. Um, it's not really anything fancy here by any means. Um, but overall, the town itself seems like it's, it's shaped more around the, um, the fort than the other, uh, place was. Um, the fort itself sticks up on sort of a mountainous looking spire in the center of the town. Um, and it sort of sits up highest above the rest of everything, overlooking the entire place. Um, the donut sort of wrapped around it is a mix of businesses as well as homes and whatnot, uh, guild halls and crafts and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, so as you guys walk on in, there's very clearly a few different entrances to the fort, or at least to the hill where the fort is. Um, but what would you guys like to do? Uh, so at this point, uh, Norhill is going to ask Beryl, all right, it's time to come through with your secret entrance. And with that, he just kind of giggles a little bit and he pulls out a piece of paper, a parchment right there. Um, and he opens it up and it is the most like insane scribblings you've ever seen. Just an incoherent <laughs> mass of sigils and runes and symbols, which Jarzak immediately understands as being oh. written in Inferno. Oh, um, nice. Yeah. Um, I guess. It's not good. <laughs> um, but the description basically says that there's an entrance through something of like a sewer duct uh, leading in. Um, but the majority of the runic markings on this map actually specify that he himself is supposed to go to the prison inside, or at least the jail inside, uh, where he should turn himself in and submit himself. Hey, bud. Huh. Do, you, do you really want to turn yourself in? That he just snaps over his shoulder and looks at you. And for the first time, Barilla has a very angry look on his face, and he starts scratching at his neck a little bit more aggressively than usual. And he says, Why do you question me? <laughs> I just question the writings. They might not be yours. And with that, he says, They are mine indeed. And he stares you down with a cool look and starts scratching at his neck again. One of the words that you saw written on there, um, unfortunately, uh, seemed more like a name than anything. Uh, the name itself, which I'll, I'll type it into the chat because I don't want to force you guys to have to recall this. Um, but it's, uh, how do I say this? It is um, infernal, very clearly, and it does not seem to be uh, from this this plane. Uh, the name itself is Igeil. But, um, yeah. Jarzak's uh, going to point to it and be like, who's that? And with that, he scratches at his neck again and he says, do you want to get in or not? Yeah. 
And I guess Jarzak's just gonna tell him to take us the best way you can kind of towards going to jail to get us to that entrance. When the Garendi sort of stops you guys and he says, listen, I'm, I'm not trying to question this guy in his methods as he looks at him scratching his neck and he says, but we've already got a disguise that works. We've already got Norhill over here. I think we've got enough of an alibi for ourselves that we can get in a lot of different ways that's not the sewer. And he looks over at uh, Barilla again and he says, I don't feel very comfortable with whatever this eel is. Hey, Burrell? Would going to the jail be a better way to get in? Would that... He just started chortles to himself again, and then he says, if you don't come with me, I'm going in by myself. Well, you heard him. He's the one who's been here before. This gives me a disquiet as well. However, going into the fort through some other means will require us to submit to their processes, even if just for a time. That leads to a fight sooner rather than later. And with that, Garendi says, so be it. But if we end up in the belly of the beast, I mean, we're there on this guy's directions. Then we chased him in here, trying to catch him. And then we're bringing him to jail. We'll leave the guard armor on for now. Yeah. I think that would be best. Best to stick to the plan for as long as possible. And so with that, Grandy says, I, I mean, I, I know of a tavern out here. We could stop there at least for a minute. And maybe check the local scene, see what's going on. I, I just, I got to tell you, I'm I'm very appreciative of what you guys did for me, and I'm more than willing to help you out, but I'm not going to get myself killed because you'd rather take the route of a madman who says he's been here before. My face gets us caught. If we try gathering information in the local taverns and our and we lose any advantage we have from the disguises. Either we put a little faith in the secret entrance in the jail, or we potentially fight our way through the front doors. I mean, they might be happy enough to see you that they'll just kind of look the other way. I just I'm going to say this, and again, I thank you for what you've done. I'm eternally grateful, and if this was a different way, I would help you more. Forgive me for this, but if you choose to go his way, I'm leaving. Hey, we kept up our end. You keep says, up yours. And he says, are you trying to threaten me about this? No. But if it needs he to says, go there, I can. And he says, I don't think you want to threaten me if I'm the one who's supposed to be the master of my craft. One yeah. slip and we all end up in jail. Yeah, that's why we need you, because his way needs someone with your craft. And that's Wait. not us. So that he just sort of shakes his head. And he says, 
Well, actually, I, I guess I have to say somebody's going to have to roll persuasion on this one because it does not seem like he's willing to come along. Okay. Uh, 17. Fucking roll the four. Okay. So with that, he says, all right, I'll do it, but I'm doing it for my brother. If I die, at least I'm dying knowing his death and revenge. If if anything happens, we fall back to the plan. We we followed them in here because we saw them go down. And we're bringing them to the jail. Caught them trying to break in. And then we Very well. go plan B, try and go through the jail. Figure out a way in. Okay. And so with that... Um, Burrill gets a very, very evil smile on his face for a moment and nods very quickly before pointing in the direction of the fort. And he just starts trotting off in that direction. So, with that, Gorenda keeps Cloak behind him, acting again like he's still a guard, kind of push him in that direction. Um, and as the group sort of blanket between some of the buildings and sneak away from the public view. Um, your friend Burrill manages to make his way over a wall that leads to sort of the base of the mountain where you can tell there's a bit of a moat. But unfortunately for you, the smell is what you see before you see it. And there seems to be a bit of a sewage runoff that goes straight down the hill. Uh, and it leads down to the moat itself. And he points up this very rocky, craggy hill where over time the soil and the rocks have been eroded by, uh, you know, yeah, refuse. And he points up and he says, there it is. And there seems to be a stone pipe with a metal grate on it. And he says, up there, that's the way in. <laughs> About how big around is the pipe? Oh. Two and a half feet wide. Are do you sure about that? I don't think I can fit through there. And with that, he says, "Sure, you can. You just need to slide." <laughs> so first, I'm going to need an athletics check from the party to climb up this mountainside because it is it is steep. And it is unfair, and it is slippery for reasons I don't want to explain. I can only imagine. Uh, Norhill got a 27 on his athletics check. Hooray! Uh, Gorendi got a 15. Anybody what did, else? What did the other guy get? Who, Burrill? Yeah. <laughs> did you really want me to tell you now? Uh, Jarzak's waiting to go last to see if anyone can't make it, and he's going to cast Fly on those who can't. <laughs> so he makes it a pretty decent way up. He loses his footing and slips on some of the greasy refuse that's been dripping behind, and he slides and falls down the, the hill with a few crunches, cracks, and painful noises. Um, I'm going to need a quick perception check from the party. Except for Gorendi, who seems to already have been making his way up there. And Norhill. 
yeah, six. Uh, Norhill is too busy already looking at the grate. Okay. What about um, Anton and Kalika? What do we got in perception? Oh, wait, Kalika's in a backpack. Yeah. Oh, no. I roll it. All I right. got 13. Anton, what did you get on perception for the love of God? Perception? Oh, fuck. I got nine. Oh. I'm rolling bad today. We've been had. There's Don't a chance. Know it. Okay. So with that, as he falls down and crunches a few times, he takes some pretty severe cuts and bruises on the way down, and he rolls onto his chest very quickly and adjusts his clothing and starts to climb back up the hill, giggling to himself as he does. And then oh just shakes his head sadly. He thinks there's something wrong with it. In Infernal, Jarzak's going to be like, are, are you good? You okay? Um, he turns his head too quickly hearing you say this, and he slips again with a fumble, falls down again, and takes even more wounds. Uh, he's he's actually looking bloodied at this point. He's hit his head a couple times on the way down this hill. Okay, Jarzak's um, going to grab him and Anton and cast Fly on the three of us. Okay. Let's not struggle um, with this anymore. Uh, I will say that the element of surprise was brought on by sort of clinging to the rocks on the hill. So if you are going to be flying any higher than like a foot above the surface, oh yeah, it's no, gonna be... it's it's going to be like a glide up the the hill. You gotta you gotta stay right. close. So at this point, um, Jarzak, when you pick him up, like around his ribs or whatever, you feel something under his shirt rubbing against you in sort of like a scintillating, rotating, squiddly kind of way. Uh, Jarzak's gonna turn to him and just in Infernal, just uh, just making sure are you are you fucking with the Deceiver? Are you are you in with that guy? <laughs> and he says Praise to Igeil. Okay. I suppose not then. Good. Just like that. Not one of the ones <laughs> I know. Okay. It was like, uh, yeah. Like, does you forget the new one Jarzak dead? picked up? But I, I don't think that was it. <laughs> no. He's like, does yours want me dead? He's like, eh. He's kind of 50-50 about it. He's like, an inferno just Jarzak's going to make sure. Are you still there? <laughs> it's like, no, go away. Um, okay, so the group fly up to the grate, and um, the uh, metal grating on the front of it, uh, Garendi is trying to pull it off a couple times, but he says that it's bolted on, and it seems <laughs> to be kind of wiggly, uh, but it doesn't seem like it's perfectly on there. So he says you could probably pull it off or pry it off if you had the strength. Uh Norhill is going to say, Jorzak, my bag, if you please. Uh yeah, here. Yeah. Uh Norhill reaches into his bag and pulls out a crowbar. Well, I'll give you advantage on the strength check to pop this off. Jarzak will like support Norhill so he doesn't just rip it off and then go flying down the <laughs> cliff. <laughs> Yeah, anytime I exert any amount of strength to do anything, whatever I'm using just goes flying. Um, so it's just a straight-up strength check. 
14. So you managed to get a pretty good bite on it with the crowbar and you get underneath it, wriggling back and forth before one quick pop and you pry and all four bolts pop out of it and the thing clangs to the ground pretty noisily, but you're able to stop it before it makes too much of too much of a noise. Um, and with that, without even skipping a beat, Barrel immediately is just like sliding into that thing like a little weasel. He just like is immediately slurping right on in there. And when I tell you the smell that is coming out of here, that stagnant, sitting, filthy waste smell, it is enough to curl curl eyelashes. And it uh, it's pretty repugnant. So I will need a constitution saving throw from everybody. Except for Jarzak. Perfect. Uh, Oddly enough, he's not bothered. he goes in, Norhill is going to, like, tie a piece of cloth around his mouth and nose. Okay. You know, for I'll keep the diseases part. out. Well, luckily uh, Jarzak still has fly, so he can just hover above, <laughs> which hopefully well, right in right at the it, top of the pipe. <laughs> uh, Norho got a twenty six. It is only two and a half feet wide, so you will be pretty much arms to the walls of this one. So yeah, if I guess you could technically fly and just float. <laughs> yeah, just very just, just real above, just like right above the gross stuff, just that. <laughs> That's almost creepier seeing no seeing Jarzak comes floating down with his arms and legs just like like he's on a, like a weird water slide. He's just floating down this thing. Barrel could so have anyway, done it too, so he, that's why he zoomed. <laughs> no. Uh so what did Norhill get on the con saving throw? Twenty six. Good. What about Klika and uh thirty? Andrew? Damn. Yeah. Uh, seems like Gorendi is not doing very well, and he seems very sickened by this entire experience. Uh, what did Anthem get? Yeah. So what'd you get? Got a I got a 15! Uh, that's not terrible. Okay, yes. so it seems like really the only person affected by climbing through sewage uh is garendi which you know isn't that kind of funny um but after about an hour or so of everybody sort of climbing through or just floating how long does the floating last or flying rather i i think it's only 10 minutes so mm -hmm. like it would be over pretty quick that's yeah that'd be gross to find out when that ends and <laughs> just splash just full body point <laughs> of it um but after following oh, the snaking pattern, airy, the smell real good. Uh, I mean, we could we could move quick while we have it on though. <laughs> Sixty feet, oh, some no joke. Can. Yeah, the so first, I'm imagining first <laughs> Anton's holy lantern is the only thing in here that's uh capable of keeping the light. Um, but on that, it's pitch black, inky darkness, and not even slimes would live in a place like this. But after about an hour of climbing through, the party managed to find some light mm -hmm. at the end of this tunnel. Uh, the light is at the end of sort of a larger vertical climbing slope uh, in this tube. Uh, it appears as four portholes, at least four port portholes, I think. Um, and each one of them is a circle, and uh, some light is bleeding through. Um, so, yeah, it would seem as if you guys are... Um, you found your destination... 
Yay! One more sewer traveled. <laughs> uh, so, so Norhill's ready to be out as quickly as possible. So Baril uh, lifts his head up through one of the holes, and from the other side you can hear the muffled voice as he says, there's nobody in here. Quick, everybody, now! <laughs> and so he just pulls himself through, and with uh, very disgusting hands helps pull everybody else through. Uh, at this point, you guys seem to be in something of a water closet, a, a certain bathing chamber. Um, it is roughly, uh, let's see. Thank you. To... What did you say? No, listen, sorry, I forgot to mute. Oh, sorry. Um, so it seems like the chamber itself is about like 15 feet wide, uh, and it stretches back about 40, 45 feet or so. There's a few bathing tubs in here and just a big old line of turlets. Um, the party crawl out of, uh, the group of four of the little portholes here, um, and after being helped through the little portholes, um, your buddy Burrill starts just washing off in one of the bathtubs as if nothing happened, and just starts, like, just rinsing off all the filth. Um, and as he sits inside the tub, uh, you can tell that his clothing has pulled a little bit loose, and he pulls it back towards his skin, I'm going to need one more perception check from the party. I know hey, you know, 16. You know, I just thought about 15. it, too. So, Burrell fell down that hill and got a bunch of cut scrapes and bruises and then immediately climbed into a sewage. This yeah, guy man. has got so many infections coming his way. Yeah, man. But, I mean, uh, he's... What he's washing now, which is good. And I was gonna say, Norhill, uh, if there's water in the tub, he's immediately gonna start using the water to rinse off. So, uh, uh, what was the other perception checks we got? 15. 15 as well. Oh, god, could you imagine what did Click get? Oh, Click his backpack. Yeah, Um, could you imagine? Oh, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess before he starts to wash off, Norhill's gonna let Click out of the backpack. Goody. Okay. I think you got Nate. So, so Garendi is just sort of like leaning over, puking in one of the bathtubs, and he cannot stop himself from how sick he is now. Uh, but the rest of the party look over and see Baril as he's washing off a little bit, that his shirt lapel is pulled aside, and what you see underneath looks almost like a living form of moss, and it is like ingrained into his skin. And what he's been scratching at is where it sort of ends at the nape of his neck. Um, and as everybody gets a pretty decent look from where his lapel is pulled aside, as he starts sort of scrubbing in that general area, one eyeball seems to spread from inside that green mossiness open. And it is a demonic looking orange eyeball. And a few other smaller ones seem to open around it. And as he does, as the eyeballs do that, he immediately snaps up, looks at all of you looking down at him, pulled the lapel aside, and he just sort of gives you a quirky little look and goes, <laughs> and that's where we're going to end it. Hey, everyone. I want to thank you all for listening to another episode of the podcast. It really means a lot to me to have everybody listening in. And if you have anything you'd like to say, any comments or anything like that, shoot me a tweet over at ygrognard on Twitter. Or you can even send me an email at younggrognard at 
at gmail.com. I look forward to everything you guys have to say, and it's always a pleasure to engage with anybody listening to the show. And as always, be sure to keep things... Dungeons.